right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lepko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lepko and Chris. Lefko podcast in the building. It is episode 41. We got a heck of a show. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. 41. Who you got? Oh, man. I didn't even think about this. That sucks. Holy you cow. should have really thought about it. Well, that. I had to work today and do stuff. So I just, man, I forgot. Holy cow. I'm going to have to come back with another right. 41. The one that I knew right away right. Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki's 41. Right. Wes Unseld's 41. Right. Buster Screens wearing 41. And the only other one I got is the dude that has looked really old. And DRC. Roman Harper. Dom- Dominique Rogers Cromartie. All right, come back. I want to preview the rest of the show. We got a good one. I would just said Dominique Rogers Cromartie. I, I don't, whatever. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> who is the best team in the NFL right now? We're going to have that conversation because, look, we thought it was the Patriots all along. These injuries, it's an interesting discussion yes, right now. Right. Uh, he's already in the studio, so this is going to annoy him. Can't wait. Yes, of course, for Bart Scott. It's the most phrase ever. And then the band is back together. Nelson's in the building. Fendrick's back from Detroit. Oh, baby. Fendrick's and now we're back. Excited. How yeah. do you feel, Fendrick? I feel great. Uh, saw Detroit, Detroit for the first time. Detroit changed me a lot. Yeah, we'll get to like? that when Bart's on the set, though, because I'm sure he's going to want to hear more about that. Yeah. No, I, I don't he's think He's probably not, actually. <laughs> Gabe, let's see the fingers real quick. Oh, Gabe's in the building. The dirty fingers. Control room. How are you guys doing back there? Oh, Look yeah, at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. Sti- we, oh, got, we, got- we got Jake sitting in for camp. Wow. And Steinmetz is back there. I saw you. Jake, no, is, the, Steinmetz. Jake is the Austin Davis of this podcast right now. Uh, it was it a- means you're bringing in the rear, Jake. Yes. <laughs> it, it was an interesting week because we had the Thursday games. Quick recap of what we just saw. We knew the Panthers. We knew the Panthers were going to beat the Cowboys. Yes. Now America knows they're eleven and zero, and they pretty much end Romo, which yes. is an interesting discussion. Right? Patriots they get their first loss. Now Brock makes you think. Hmm. Is Denver capable of making that run with a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field? Right. Packers lose a tough game. Right. Seahawks outlast the Steelers. Now they're back in the playoff mix. Kansas City's won five in a row. Woo. Houston's won four in a row. Amazing. And, and that's the NFL world that we live in Holy right now. Cow. But when Gronk goes down, now we have this discussion. Right. We, we talked about this midweek. Right. Who is the best team in the NFL? Right. And there's part of me that thinks the two best teams in the NFL are in the NFC. Do you agree? I don't agree with that, no. Uh, and, and I think, <laughs> yes, I mean, I understand the New England Patriots are beat up right now. But none of these guys are going to miss the year from what we know. I sure. mean, they're saying Edelman will be back the first round. High Tower, Jamie Collins, go down the list. The offensive line is so getting healthy. So you're still putting Patriots on the I one. am still. Are they the strongest right now in football? No. I think if they had to play Arizona or Carolina right now, week 13, yes. I would pick those two. So then to would win. you go New England and then Arizona, Carolina, and then the other AFC? Teams? At full strength, yes. I'm going to go New England, Arizona, then Carolina. I so think, you're going to go Arizona over Carolina? I think Arizona is the best team in the NFC. I know people think that I'm crazy, mm. but I've been saying that for a while. So uh, I went on Twitter right. and I said, with if there's no Gronk, this is before we found out that he was going to come back, right. I went Arizona, Carolina, Denver, New England. Because I think no Gronk, no Edelman, it's going to be tough. Yes. And Carolina fans blew me up. Ooh. Carolina fans, how are you going to put Arizona ahead of us? Right. Chris Johnson getting hurt and being out for the year. Yeah. Other, and he could maybe come back for the Super Bowl. Right. Does that change anything, him being a top-five rusher in the NFL? Because I know you like David Johnson the whole time. I, I do. I, listen, I like Chris Johnson, CJ2K. I played with him in, in Tennessee yeah. when I was on the Titans. I don't think he's the same player he once was. In fact, when I watch their film, a lot of times I go, man, that was a nice run. 
But if there was someone else, if there, there was someone else there, David Johnson, who I am a little enamored with his physical ability. I mean, his issue really has been just holding onto the football. Yeah. Uh, but man, can he run? I would say he's faster than Chris Johnson right now. Tell Carolina Panthers fans why you think the Cardinals are a better team than them. And is it a matchup, or are you talking about just rosters? Yeah, I think it's a more of a matchup thing. I think if they had to play each other, and this is not disrespectful to Carolina. Carolina, I think you guys are awesome. I mean, you certainly can be in the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. We know that. But I do think if they go head-to-head, I look at it like this. What's the one thing Carolina does to everybody? They overpower them, right? Arizona is a team that they're big. They're big on the offensive line. They're big on the defensive line. You're not going to overpower that group. Mm. They got good athletes at the right positions. Wide receivers are really good. Offensive system is one of the best in football with Arians. They're balanced on offense. Defense, secondary, I mean, we've talked about it. I think Tyrone Matthew is the best free safety in football now. I think he's taking that title. And I also look at Matthew, Buchanan, and Peterson as all guys that could possibly cover Olsen. No doubt. Which is their big wide receiver. And, okay, you cover Olsen, you put Patrick Peterson on Teddy Ginn, whatever, however you want to do it, then they commit a lot of people to stop the power run game. True thing is, though, is this. Right. If Cam plays Cam's game, they could beat anybody in the NFL because that dude can throw it further than anybody in the NFL. Right. And I'm seeing Bart shake his head, so I want to bring him in right now. (laughs) We're bringing in Bart Scott, the big-time guest, NFL live. He isn't ready. (laughs) Do I do I get one? Oh, oh see, I get a pound. Yeah. I'll do the pound. Gotta be, I'll yeah, do the pound. You got to be in shape to shake black people's hand. You know what I'm saying? You're lucky I ain't dapping up the dog in his chest. <laughs> hey, hardcore. Thank you. I'm going to start sweating in a second. I feel, I feel overdressed. Well, you are. We're very. I mean, you, you just came back from Marching Dimes. Oh, good though. You know, very classy. Good cause. You're love, shaking your head. I love the babies. You don't think Cam is ready at all? Why? No, I think they're a very good football team, but they're not great. I think Arizona is a great football team. You talk about Carson Palmer winning 21 out of his last 25 in the way and the manner in which he wins it. Yeah. You know, if Potty goes down, he sits, you know, stares down a barrel of a gun. He gets beat up while they try to make the adjustment. Right. So and he just wills this team to win. You were saying Panthers as a whole. Well, listen, the the, the league is 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 different. You know, I'm glad to hear you, yeah. you agree with me. Though. Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. It's no middle class. It's no middle class. There is none. It's I either agree. good or bad, right? Yeah, and yeah. right now, I think the Carolina Panthers are benefited from beating a couple of good teams, but they haven't beaten any great teams. Mm. I think we won't know how good they are yeah. and how good. This defense really hasn't been tested by a that team that can match up the with Panthers them. That is the part the Panthers that I agree completely. Yes. Because, because Green Bay does not count. Yeah. They're Green Bay, they can't Bay. create separation. Right. They have no receivers that can win. And they have no run game. I don't worry about Josh Norman against Fitzpatrick. I don't worry about him in the slot against the uh, uh, Brown, John Brown. Yeah, right. Or, or who's the kid they just found last week? I mean, the J.J. Nelson. Yeah, well, Nelson. Was, I mean, I, I don't fear that. And listen, Bruce Arian is one of the best play designers and play callers. Yes. He is fearless as a, as a play caller. Right. He has a vertical attacking game. Yep. He knows how to exploit zones. And I think he'll take advantage of the fact that Carolina Panthers believe, much like San Francisco, that their middle linebackers can cover anybody. Yeah, right. And I think that can be a problem because I you agree. get them in a, in a nickel type of situation and you exploit them. Yes. And you work the middle and you work the edges and you are able to attack down the I field. agree with you. Yeah. I, I've always, if Arizona offense, Carolina defense, it's a track meet. Carolina offense, Arizona defense, it's a slugfest. And they can shut them and down. you can put up points for Arizona. What, what you want to yeah. get with a great offense is scheme versatility. Yeah. You know, meaning that you can adjust to the opponent and exploit their right, weaknesses. Right. And I think they have enough scheme versatility that they can attack any type of defense in the NFL. Right. And a dark horse is if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers oh, yeah. can get within the playoffs, they're a team that can go to Cincinnati, and Cincinnati will be the underdog to me because Ben Roethlisberger is a quarterback that can score with anybody. Uh-huh. That defense is out is opportunistic enough right. to be in the game and hold a team maybe to 24 points, even though they weren't able to do that with Russell. Thanksgiving, I agree with that. We totally. watched Carolina go out there 
pickoff multiple times, Tony Romo. Right. He gets hurt, now out for the year. They're not putting him on IR. Yeah. Uh, he turns 36 next April. Right. Jerry Jones comes out, and he actually got upset in an interview saying, I, I heard it. Right. he's got four five, to five more right. years left. It makes sense for him to this say This ain't debatable. It ain't debatable. That's what he said. That's what he said. But when is you look at Dallas, Dallas. I went to Texas. My dad's from Kentucky. I'm just saying, you know. The reason I can guarantee you he's playing four to five more years right. is the dead money if they cut him. Here's the fact. They cut him in 2016. It right. cost him $32 million, Not cutting him. They cut him in 17. It cost him $20 million, Not covering him. Right. They cut him in 18. It's still $9 million. Ooh. 19 is when it gets down to 3.2. But right. I'm curious. He still thinks he has four to five years left. I agree. I want to go to my – you do think he has four to I five agree. years. I agree. I think, you know, what the concern is is that he's going to continue to break this collarbone. If they insert the plate, strengthen it up a little bit. Listen, he's always been a guy that was able to buy time, you know, within the pocket with his feet. But now they've surrounded him with a tremendous offensive line. You know, I think really what's hurting him in the run game is the loss of Bill Callahan in play design against Definitely. opposing opponents right. and defenses. I think they can sure that up, a healthy Dash Bryant. If this team was healthy, we'll be talking about them as the best team in the NFC. For sure. They were a team that never got off the ground. you said they had a line, but he's, he still got hurt this year with that Well, that's, line. that's because that, that was just an awkward fall. You know, fall on your collarbone. You know, he has to learn how to protect that collarbone mm. and fall flat on his back and then get the wind knocked out of him as yeah. far as letting all that weight laying on that collarbone because it's been compromised. Yeah, and, you what, know, they talk about just one second, yeah. just real quick, because everyone talks always injury prone. Okay, yeah, he's been banged up through his career, but people also don't take into account he didn't have, like, Tom Brady protection the majority right. of his career. Tom's sitting back there like, oh, no, Pitching this way. Yeah. I mean, Tony Romo was under duress his whole career, so you're going to get beat up when you have to play that style and carry your football Part team. Part of what Jerry Jones said was if you look at the years he actually played, he started late. So it's like the, the yeah. mileage that you have on him. Right. My question is with quarterbacks. They, yeah. they said they're not going to look at a first-round pick at a quarterback. How do you balance – the future, looking for the guy that will eventually replace Romo right. with the tight window you have of winning with Romo. Yeah. What would you do then? Well, because that, that whole like theory, uh, oh, he's our, our plan and waiting. Like the guy down in New Orleans who they drafted this year. Who the heck did they draft? Mannion. Mannion, right. Oh, he's the guy that's going to take over. But you can say over. Brock Osweiler. But that never really, it really rarely ever happens. Osweiler and Rodgers yeah. are the two well, big And we'll ones. see. We'll see. And Osweiler, well, I mean, I'm not injury, sold on yeah. Osweiler yet either. I'm not saying like, okay. oh. That's that's a great game. Game. Are you thinking of Garrett Grayson? That's a yeah, Grayson. Oh. Grayson. Oh, Grayson. Yeah. Right. Oh, he's in the show too. He can speak. Yeah, he can speak. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Every he was right. involved. Yeah, in yeah. He's, oh, I see him in the bottom picture. Yeah, yeah. Picture. Right. Oh, okay. He's hey, Mother Hen. So you know, we you. call him Mother Hen. Mother Hen. Because Mother he's Hen. always like, come on, guys, here. we gotta get to the studio. Or yeah, you look like a, you look like a farmer with that shirt, man. Right. That's a farmer shirt. But he has no hens. He has two roosters. Like, what the heck is going on? Closest thing to a dinosaur, by the way. Just a little known fact. <laughs> Listen, I'm the guy you call if you want to. Who wants to be a millionaire? And it's like, you know, random facts. You're my lifeline. Yeah, yeah. I'm a jack of all trades, master of nothing. That's good to know. <laughs> you know useless information. Spurs, you sound like a Sims stuff like member. That. Yeah. That's like a that's Sims awesome. trait, right you there. You need to know Wait, what so then how George do you balance the future in Romo now? How well, do you do I, it? I think okay. First of all, if you're going to try to find, you know, if the draft, if you're worried about Romo. Find a quarterback that you feel like is somewhat pro-ready and can be a good backup and you don't need him to perform project. right now. Yeah. Yes. And then at some point you can make a move to say, okay, now Romo's 38. 
we're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. But gotcha. for now, no, I'm not wasting a first or a second round pick when I still got Tony Romo and I have other needs on my football team. Uh, no, just find somebody that's a capable backup for him now so the team doesn't fall apart like it did this year. And then you could go to the future. Aaron Rodgers, that situation that's very rare. I know. I mean, you just can't name you can't name too many where the, we drafted the quarterback to be the successor and that actually happened a few years later. It's, Carson it's, Palmer. Yeah, Carson Palmer's one, right, with John Kitna. I mean, but yeah. it's not a lot. It, it's, it's crazy to me because it's, you know, you guys as football players live so much in the present. And then the executives have to think far ahead in yeah. the future. Well, they have to live in the present, too, because in, before last year they hadn't won a playoff game. Mm. Right now the opportunity to win is now because all those offensive linemen is great. They're yeah. young and cheap. Right. Yeah. But in four or five years, you're going to have to pay them max dollars. So you have to try and win now before you have to break that team up and reallocate the funds. Have you've met Tony Romo in person? I played against Tony Romo Does in Tony college. Does Tony Romo need to change his body? Does he need to put on some more muscle or anything like that? No, it, listen, we're talking about bone structure. That has nothing to do with, you know, his strength. And that couldn't, been pre- that couldn't have been prevented, you know. Yeah. yeah, just unlucky. I mean, that's you all on the side. Look, hey, listen, you see Tony Romo. I'm I know you were, I'm I know, asking questions. We, we, he looks to, like you. He's built like you. Exactly. That's, he, that's I, what he I says. said all the time. I have a Romo body. He calls himself yeah. Romoski. That's what yeah. he calls yeah. himself. Yeah, you eat a lot of pasta. I but he doesn't, under- cards. he doesn't understand, like, I mean, no, he's not like that. By the way, you're allowed to curse. One so curse. You get one, one curse. curse. So if you want to use it now, do you have one that you'd like to no, use? No, no, I'll save it. I'll save it. All right, let, I, get it. I get the Romo thing. He, no, I was just going to say, there's. A, I mean, like if you saw Tom Brady in person, you would go, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize he's that thin. Like, yeah, really? Go, yeah, you'd, def- you'd like be like, you punch him in the chest, you'd be him. like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you'd be like, I might whoop Tom Brady. So is that why you guys are so enamored with Cam? Because he looks unlike anyone else in the yeah, position? Big Ben. Looks like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Mm. They're giants. Hey, massive guys. What's it like to sack Flacco a guy like was that? massive, too. Yeah, yeah, he's tall. Well, it's tough because what happens is, and I tell people all the time, whenever you have a quarterback that's over 6'4", six, 6'6", six, six, when you're a, a tackler and you're six two and you lean over to tackle them, what happens is you're you're trying to wrap them up, but your target becomes their their upper thigh to mm. their to their midsection. Right. What happens is the farther they separate from you, the more you lean over. What happens is now you're trying to tackle legs and the legs have separation. Yeah. You can't get a grab to pull them in. Mm. So you have to take that extra step because when you when you come and you're running, you lean, you lean, you lean. As you lean, they're taller than you. So now you're hitting things. That's why that's why it's so hard to tackle. Because you're trying to grab. And he, yeah. can, he can kick out of it because yeah. he can, and you saw it a lot of times with Vince Young. It seems like guys are trying to tackle him and slide right down his legs yes. because the, the the surface area becomes wide and you can't get around. So you have to take the extra step, mm. which means you have to make sure your body's in great position. To you really have to be to right, you really have to be a great tackler and understand how to bring down larger men. You know who you would have no trouble tackling? Johnny Manziel. And that's the next thing I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Manziel not starting, Austin Davis getting the start. Well, he doesn't deserve the start. And and that I really liked Petten doing this. It seemed like he was taking a stand. This is my football team. I know you're probably going to take it away from me very soon, but I'm not endorsing I don't think he deserves to lose his job. I agree, too. Yeah. I don't think it is. They need stability there, and they need to be able to really let a program really grow and see what happens. You have to judge Petten year three, year four. As and some he didn't of his get to pick come. these players. Right, absolutely. And Johnny Menzel, I think he showed a, a lack of maturity right when we thought that he was able to figure it out. He checked himself into rehab, which is a great thing, but he checked himself out, which means that he decided when he was better. Uh-huh. And you really can't do that within treatment. But what I have a problem with, listen, at the end of the day, you have to be a man. If you went out and you drunk, I'm a grown man, 
teams and, and your employers appreciate honesty. Listen, they don't have to always agree why you did or what you did, but at the end of the day, he didn't break the law. But what he did is he lost their trust. If I can't trust you to tell me the truth, how can I go to bat for you and fight for you? You make me look stupid in, in front of the team, in front of the, the nation, in front yeah. of the football fans. And, like, really, what type of person are they says a lot about you? So how am I going to trust you as a teammate? And all he had to say is, look, and how dumb do you have to be to try and, with all this exactly. technology, right. when it's usually a clock and a ticker, you know, documented yeah. at a time, right. it's an old video, really? Yeah. That's like me catching my son doing something. It wasn't me. That, like, it's, it's really a golden rule. You'd on. be better off going and being Just, like, you know, Coach, I got f- I got. F- up, Coach. I'm sorry. Yeah. I drank bottles. I was you smoking said cigarettes. They would almost respect They would that rather word. you. Right. Do, it's a man's Speak. sport. You got to lead men, and then you have men who also are trusting be a better you to lead liar. the men. He could at least say, "Listen, man, I was just holding a bottle of poles, and I really didn't drink nothing." I he could have got away with that because watch the video. He's just leaning in right. the selfies. I'm just like I'm just playing around, y'all. I really didn't drink. I bought the liquor for everybody, but I didn't drink. What are they gonna do? Go out and give him a breathalyzer test through the through the video camera? Yeah. So he could have pulled that one off. That's so that's what makes you like like you pick. That type of lie, yeah. man. That you're a dumb liar. Either way, the whole thing is stupid. Why, why polls for why polls for a video if Let you know your this. protocol? With the road it's been thus far, and the questions that are around him, and they clearly don't want him to play. Why not cut him? Why have they not done that? I mean, Pedden must have gotten first of all. I would think some backing by the owner to not play him this week. I really love. Like I'm with you and you. I love that Pedden's not starting I love him. It. But you I'm not sure that's best moment. for the organization. That's my issue. If you really, it, it does. And also, you got to remember, here we are. They're going into the year again next year. We don't know who their quarterback is. They got the Seattle Seahawks, the Cincinnati Bengals on the schedule. Who's the other team they have the on the Chiefs. schedule? The Chiefs. You can find out in these last four well, weeks made if he's your starting quarterback. And, and here, I know. It's still like a Josh Gordon back. But he's got to play at some point here. Here's my point, though. You've seen all these games of him. No, what you else haven't. do you no, need you to see? Oh, you we seen haven't him. seen enough. He's only no. played 10 games. Because all he I've seen ha- is that he is not an NFL quarterback. I saw a lot of improvement with his last start. What I saw, I saw a lot of skilled players letting their quarterback down, dropping the ball. But what I saw was a quarterback that had an idea, who had really developed a little poise within the pocket. Yeah, that seen progression. Yes, I think he played well in his last start. Mm. I just think the, the Steelers result- game. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, that's a tough team to play against. Big brother, somebody that's going to give you zone blitzes. You that you hurt someone's trust. So my thing is, even if he shows the ability or the talent, and you've reached a point where you don't trust a man, and we can't get past that to lead a team, what else do you need to see from that perspective? You didn't trust Pac-Man Jones, did you? Yeah, but Pac-Man he's been Jones out, is he, the quarterback he's, of my he's, team. He's been an outstanding citizen since then. He's a what happens is you have a young man that comes from, 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 from great beginning. You know, he has, his family has money. So sometimes you have to mature these guys and let them know that he's like a spoiled brat right now. He's yeah, just always getting definitely. his way. A and M treated right. him like God. He doesn't need this. He doesn't need to play football to be well off. His family's well so off. So then, how do you test if he's truly well, changed the, as a man? This is a teachable moment. You take away what 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 he can't buy, and that's playing time. That's an opportunity to go out and play the game that he loves. Because if he didn't love the game, he would just go into the family business and sit back and go hang out wherever he wants to go mm. and have fun and drink and do whatever he wants. Mm. But the fact that he decided to become a football player, which isn't the smartest thing to do for your long-term health, you know, lets you know that he loves competing, that he's a competitor. He I is. learned more about him at AM his last year right. when he didn't have all the people around right. him. He was taking a beating and he still stood up. He has some things that you can build around. And at some point, the Cleveland Browns have to figure out and settle on somebody. Brady Quinn, 
Brandon, how many organizations Austin do you know? Davis. Austin no. Davis is the 24th quarterback since 1999 but, to start for the. Wow. But that's not my that's not my point. My point is, how many times are you going to miss in the first round? That sets your organization oh. back. That draft of Mingo. Justin Gilbert. I mean, Mingo Gilbert. That's five guys. You you have five top first round picks. They should be playing and producing. They should be franchise players yeah. for your organization. So this organization is never going to get off the ground until they do a better job in the scouting department and making better decisions. They still have a chance to try and get something out of this draft pick. Yeah. But if you just let them go and somebody else develops them, you're going to be looking at them like, listen, we had that and we could have been patient and mm. try to get that. It's a lot of teams without a quarterback you know, that's not as good as Johnny Manziel. Mr. Quarterback, have you seen progression from him? I have seen progression, yes, but oh, I, I, I need to see more. Really? really? No, but I need to see I more. I need to get him involved. And it hasn't been 10 okay. starts, though. So it, it hasn't been 10 starts, right? I mean, how many starts? It has not been 10 no, starts. No, no, it's only been three or four starts. He started, well, how many starts last but, year? Yeah, he I had think, the start yeah, against the Bengals. Right. They lost 30 to okay, nothing. Okay, so, five, so how do you way, whatever. So how do you I know, it hasn't enough. Yeah, it's just not enough yet for me to say that. And we knew he's extremely young coming out of college. We knew he was yeah. raw, so there has to be some patience period. Uh, but, man, Cleveland's, they got issues. I don't know what they're going to do. Starts at the top. It does they're start with the They're going to lose Alex Mack, so that's another uh, perennial pro bowler that they're going to lose. Well, hopefully they're going to move, because that was what I was just going to say. Phil they, Taylor sucked. I mean, four, come on, man. They, they have four first-rounders from the last two years, and really only one of them plays Danny Sheldon, and Sheldon doesn't even get on the field that much because first, if you second get – down. If you get – yeah, if, and a lot of times it's just first down because if teams get in spread formations – He's not a pass rusher. They take the him off the field. The best thing they did was take Trent Richardson and go, oh, no, trust us. He's pretty good at Indianapolis. You're going to love right. him. Right. So just look. We just yeah. named six guys that were early first-round bust. Mm. I can name the first six if of Isaiah Newton. If you were drafted by the Browns, would you be like, I'm holding out? I signed my second contract with the Baltimore Ravens inside the Cleveland Browns uh, facility. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. They said, get the hell out of there. We'll give you a deal. I say, thank you, Jesus. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. So you were Ozzie, visiting the Browns? I was visiting the Browns. Ozzy called me. I was like, where you at? Was, and my agent was like, hey, man, they about to fly his family down. Bar about to make a decision. I was like, man, can you get out of there? I say, hell yeah. <laughs> and I went to the bathroom. And Romeo Cornell, you know, Romeo Cornell, have you ever heard him talk? Uh, well, he sounds like Kermit. Hey, Bert. Uh, yes, he right. Romeo was a Giants coach okay, for a long okay. time, so, so I know Romeo. So, so you know, I, I went, hit in the bathroom. Ozzy agreed. Agent's like, we good to go. I said, thank you guys very much. Thank you all for coming out. God bless. Good night. How'd they react? They're like, what's going on? You thought you about a sign. I holla. Peace. I gave him the deuces. Wow. That was a good decision. I was, I, uh, let me tell you something. You ever first think about of, what first, would happen? No, hell no. Because I knew it wasn't going to happen. First of all, I just had to play hardball with Ozzy. But I went in there, man. <laughs> Did you tell him, like, Ozzy, can't wait? Yeah, I was like, Ozzy. First of all, Ozzy jipped me on $500. So I made sure that in the second contract, he gave me my $500. What happened to $500? Oh, well, well, when I was drafted, I was undrafted free agent. So they offered me $1,000. They're like, hey, how'd you feel like being a Baltimore Ray? Hey, cool. They appreciate it. And he said, hey, we got $1,000 for you. Whatever. Then he called me back 20 minutes and said, they only have 500 I'm like, really? Like, Damn. you want $500? Damn. And I took my first. Uh, Two my, or three pairs of cleats. Man, That's my, all you were man, wearing. Man, my first check, I cast at a cat, check casting joint in the hood of Baltimore, man, behind plexiglass. And they were looking at me like, this can't be real. $329. From the NFL, it was the most embarrassing thing. I, I would I would have felt better if Ozzy would have gave it to me out of his pocket, Ozzy. You're you could have paid me in your pocket. You're winning. Don't worry. <laughs> Balling on the budget, man. <laughs> I'm still making payments on this. What was that like as an undrafted free agent? 
How, what's that grind like? Well, I'll tell you what, man. Th- what it is, it's like being a walk-on at a college. Everybody that, that you, when you walk on the bus, when you go to your first OTA, and they pick everybody up from the, from the airport, you got all these guys from Notre Dame, Texas, Florida State, and they think they're better than you. Yeah, right. So they look down on you because I'm a D1 AA. Uh, you know, sometimes Billy used to call me a D1 double slap dick. But, you know, <laughs> they, look down, they look down on you, right? Yeah. And then – you get on the field and you, you, you want nothing more than to tell them to shut them up. And what you want and what you want to explain to them is listen, you had five first round draft pick teammates. Right, on your so defense. You, so, with you. Right, so right. you're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> listen, I had to be everything. I had to be listen, on, on third down, I went down and got a three point and rush. school? Southern Illinois. Damn. I, you know, Saluki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saluki went, went real bad. It wasn't, I didn't play for the Brandon Jacobs, um, yeah, yeah. Jerry Jerry Kill of Salukis. <laughs> I played for the Jan Corliss, I don't know which way is up, football for dummies uh, coach. You know what I mean? So on third down, I rushed the passer. Then I played free safety. Then I played middle linebacker. So when I so came on that so, so when I came in, when I came into the league, I had a different skill set than mm. everybody else because I had to. You know, they were just a one-trick pony. So when I was in Baltimore, more when we developed the defense, they took advantage of that. Even though I was an undrafted free agent, I would go in, I would play the dime um, safety backer because I had played safety, so I had safety footwork. But then I was tough enough to play the middle linebacker because I played that. And then I used to rush up on the ends and go into a two-point and rush from the edge. So sometimes going to a smaller school can help you develop because I was raw, but I had yeah. raw skill sets because I was you know, forced to go to individual with safeties and go against receivers and be uncomfortable. So I didn't have linebacker footwork. It's, I think what, it's a great lesson for a lot of people. Play I against Tony Romo, too. He was in Eastern. Yeah, yeah. Right. I get asked right. this all the time, too, people trying to get into broadcasting, and I say, once you get out of school, where you went to school doesn't matter anymore. Right. It's whether you can do it or not, and the NFL is a show-me-what-you-got. I'm curious. We've been joking. We've said it now multiple times. Can't wait. What point of your life is it now? Is it everyone that comes up and says it to you? Are you annoyed by it? How no, does no, it- listen. I'm, I'm never annoyed by it because before that, you know, it's different. It depends on where you know me you from. changed your life, didn't it? Yeah, it depends on where you know me from, mm. right? So in New York, everybody knows me as Can't Wait. In Baltimore, everybody knows me as number one on Jacked Up when they used to have it on ESPN, almost killing Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. So that's how I became beloved you know, by the, um, the Raven fan base and their hatred for the Steelers. Everybody knows I had you know, one of the cleanest shots on Ben Roethlisberger. I put him down. Um, and everybody knows me from there. So when I go into Ravens' facility, we were 13-3 and three that year. You know, um, and it's a big poster of me and the hit of Ben Roethlisberger. So it depends on where I'm at. When I'm in Baltimore, yeah. everybody knows me as the mad backer. When I'm up here, everybody knows me as can't wait. A lot of fans up here don't know because I wasn't introduced to a national stage, mm. a national audience, until I came to New York. That but I made my up, name man. and I made my fame in, in Baltimore. Right, so that was your 06 team, right? Yep, 13 yep. three. He uh, gave me two sacks. Uh, yeah, I appreciate yep, no that. No problem. I'm glad I could help out to that watch clause there. Yeah, uh, so. But the I want to ask you just because I'm curious and I never really asked you this. What was the best football team you were ever on? The 06 Baltimore Ravens. They were. I that tell was, you people, lost to the Colts in the divisional. Yeah, yeah. Game? We, we lost. So we lost them. We we had the best record in the AFC. Right. We had to buy. But you know, if you notice, that's the year that Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl. Yes. They do not show that game on their highlight tape. Peyton Manning had 142 Horrible. total yards. Right. They kicked five field goals. Right. And the only reason they got the field goals is because it was turnovers by Steve McNair. Yeah. We we were the most dominant team. Oh, you guys were. That real. was the best defense that I've ever been. We had six players go to the Pro Bowl. You know, I tell people all the time, the closest team that remind me of that defense is this year's um, Denver Broncos. Mm. Um, we had all. 
I was a half a sack short, and Terrell was a half a sack short for being the first team since the New Orleans Saints to have four guys with over 10 or more sacks. Oh, like the We led the league in every statistical category. We scored touchdowns. We opened up with scoring a touchdown against this yeah, guy. Yeah, unreal secondary. And we, McAllister. And, and it was one thing to be respected. That was a one of the very few times I stepped on the field and teams feared us. When I say team, we used to call it the bird flu. Right. Well, if a guy was questionable and we stepped on the field, by the time we got to Friday, they were out. Like, you know what, Coach? I think I just need a little bit more time to heal up. <laughs> we beat the living – can I use my cuss word? Yeah. The living out of people. Us included. And people wanted no part. When I say, like, we were the most dumb, we, we were the, that was the year where we started the Nema defense where everybody was standing, standing up. up. Adelius Thomas, Adelius Thomas Adelius would go, Thomas. right, he would go to squat corner. Yeah. We would put Haloti at safety. And if you wanted, and we knew how to <laughs> control protections. Trevor Price had 13 and a half sure. sacks that year, right? You know, Ray had six, Suggs had nine, Adelius had 12. Wow. And then we had a bunch of other guys that had it. But we would put Haloti at safety knowing your protection that you had to pick up the blitz and safety with the running back. And I can remember Rudy Johnson having to pick Haloti up after he's been running for 12 yards and he tried to cut him and he spent him around like a spinning top and he knocked himself out with his thigh. <laughs> I would, you know, it's funny you're saying that. And he was the backup because Charlie Greg was the starter. About oh, your Ravens God. team, just as far as fearing. Like, I would say Samari Roll. in my career, yes, Samari Roll, right. I, in my career, yeah, they were one of the more physically imposing teams I was ever on the field with. Because you also were more fear – because of the mental aspect of them as well. Well, the mental aspect, I mean, when Ray Lewis is out there singing before the snap and Ed Reed and all of them, and of course they won Super Bowls. We know how dominant their and defense Suggs is. Suggs was fast then. Suggs was, and it was a giant. But there's one thing like them, and even like I got to play against the New England Patriots in 05, there was a difference when you ran on the field and you saw, or even the Carolina Panthers of 04, 05, when they had Julius Peppers and Chris, yes. you would run on the field and you'd go, damn, they're a little bigger than the rest of the teams we played. I mean, it's not just the defensive tackles. It's the ends. It's a 275-pound outside linebacker like a daily yeah, and yeah. Suggs. Squat corner. And, right, and him. And just you're just like, okay, now I get why they're so good. Right. And they could kind of impose a little fear into teams before the game started because you look over there and you go, holy cow, they're in all black. They look tough as hell. They're no, they don't seem to be scared of us. <laughs> Uh, and they're bigger than us. This isn't good. And we had so many students of the game. Ed Reed was one of the smartest oh, free safeties. Ray Lewis, but also Trevor Price and what mm. he brought. And the day is Thomas, his ability. People don't remember how dominant he was for, for a three-year um, span. Oh, he yeah. led the league for three years in sacks. You know, also, he went to the Pro Bowl as a gunner at 275 pounds. He got you know, that he huge was super Patriots athletic. Contract. Yeah, and they didn't know how to use him. Yeah, they, they, tried, they thought it was a smart idea to make him a middle Traditional linebacker. Traditional linebacker, yeah. right. And, he, and, and he, I'm watching guys hit him in the chest, and he can't see the pulling guard. <laughs> hey, I'm him, boy. Um, what time is can it? You, can you pull up? Can you pull up? The, yeah, what do you need? On your thing. I want you to pull up. Ben Bart Scott hits Ben Roethlisberger. I got you. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell, I, and when you go there, I'll show you the beauty and how smart of a defense that I played on. Uh, I'm curious. Um, what would you call him? Henboy. I thought you were oh, okay. Henboy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're, now, now you go from playing the NFL to on NFL Today. What? Man, I've been stealing my whole life, man. Dude. You call that stealing. What is it? <laughs> but go ahead. Don't tell what is it like be, like? What is it like being on one of those shows? Because people, you know, they turn it on Sunday. It can be intimidating. It can be really? intimidating sometimes because a lot of times people lean on your every word. 
and sometimes you feel the pressure to be perfect, right? You want to make sure that you can articulate yourself, but sometimes you get excited. You just want to have a conversation like we're having now. It feels yeah. like it's a bunch of friends having a conversation. Yeah, just ball. But sometimes you have to, you know, you have to understand the production of television. And you know, I can't come go on air and elaborate and kind of have fun you got because two we sentences. have we have two seconds, so you have yeah. to throw the punch. You have to learn how to get in and get out and understand what's important to get out and really the message that you want to you know put out and the image you want to portray. Right. The guys, you're working with, what are they like behind the scenes? But they're fun. You know, Tony's like I love Tony because he's like the happy guy. Hey, hey right? Yeah, he's right. like a good Every old yeah, L.A. surfer guy, man. <laughs> like the sun's always following him around. Right. And Kyle's a consistent coach. You know, but I think JB's one of the best in the business mm. because it takes a lot of humility to really elevate other people up and really make them the center of attention, make yeah, them the stars. Right. The he doesn't make himself the focal point. Right, he doesn't make himself the focal point. And it's tough to do that. He's not trying to be a star. He's secure in who he is. Yeah. And he, he's all he's about building guard. you up. Right, he's about building you up. And then and you and Boomer together. And Boomer, we're great Because you're both not afraid to share yeah. an unpopular that's opinion. Why we sit, that's why we sit next to each other. Because yeah, right. we feed off each other. We Absolutely. feed off each other energy. Boomer's such a ball fun. buster. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. my see, but see, I'm a ball buster, and I like to be that guy. So, like, we kind of have a mutual respect. That's why he skips over me, he ball busts his coward because you know I'll serve it right <laughs> He's back. He's afraid of yeah. what you and might listen, come back. I always with. got listen, listen. For being from the hood, you always make sure you have five or six strong jokes about everybody because gotcha. you never know when they may come after you. and You want to be caught off guard, yeah. And then you know you be you feel attacked. So what would we be, used to what? have that in our my silver spoon hood. So you know what, what, what would be your legs, baby? Right? That's what I'm talking about. Tony Gonzalez was like, well, Bart, you know you smell. What would you come back with? Because he would say something corny like that. What would be yours to Tony? I can't use that because he's going to mess around and see it and then he's going to have a defense for it and it's uh, not going to work. Trust me, I got jokes. So I'm shooting for everybody. Really? You know what I mean? But Coach, I would just call him Sergeant Slaughter. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he's that got, he's got lots of stuff. Yeah, but no, Sergeant Slaughter from wrestling. Well, you can one thing. Joke, if you're going to be as opinionated as him and your course brash, you're going to learn when you walk in an NFL locker room every day. I wore a green suit. You better. Yeah, exactly. You better have some ammo on everybody. Because you know me, I'm also... Did you ever get one of those situations where someone came at you and you have one ready? Well, I'm, I mean, my Brandon Stokely called me starter for, you know, the better part of my Backstreet career. Backstreet boy? Uh, yeah, but he just because I was a lot like you in that, you know, I'd come in, bust on somebody, they might throw fire back at me, but they knew, like, oh, you can't come uh, with one or two jokes. You yeah, know what you saying? gotta have a, you gotta have it ready. I'll keep teasing you until you want to fight. You know what Ooh. I mean? It's like one of those. And if you want to fight, then it's even yeah, worse. You either it's get fight or you get quiet. Yeah, you can't yeah. do either of those two yeah. things. Yeah, so it's good. <laughs> um, one thing that's been interesting, and I'm always curious because when a fan like myself hears that his team is having a players-only meeting, oh, it's always interesting the because fans like they're going to fix this ever. So the the Falcons apparently had a players-only meeting. Oh no, Chip Kelly had a speech to the team, whatever. And then what was interesting is... Is he going to USC? Can he just get the hell out of the NFL? Oh, man. He so, says he's not going. So Sunday night, Chris Collins were selling the broadcast. The Packers held a players-only meeting, and he said, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is too happy. A few too many video games being played. Aaron Rodgers came back and said, I didn't say those things. But he did say, it goes back to what you're doing in your spare time, what you're doing with your time in the facility. This is where we have to get through that wall, and the vets have some missed assignments as well. So he did call him out publicly. Publicly versus team meeting. How do you do that as a I, team leader? I call that passive aggressive. But passive aggressive. I, I'll just share one because I've been in a situation like that actually. In 2000, 2006, we're getting ready to play the Baltimore Ravens. We moved into a new facility in Tampa. They built us this brand new state of the art facility. It had a player's lounge. What did it have in it? Lots of video games, the car racing games, whatever. All, about the, Rich all the cool doing things. The right. Thing. So now you're going out to practice and the whole. Freaking team is in there playing video games. Or, you know, you get out of meetings. It's the first thing everybody wants to do. Let's go shoot some pool. Let's play ping pong. Let's go. And 
all of a sudden, man, we've lost two games in a row. Oh, you know, and there's our left tackle who's missed the last seven assignments in two games. He's in there driving the red Porsche in the game. Yeah. Like, no wonder. Trying to be my high score, man. So, uh, if that is an issue, I don't even care that Aaron Rodgers, if he said it. I don't really yeah. care because that well, is What else is it to do in Green Bay, man? They probably, at, on their off days, probably hang out at the facility. But right. I, my big thing with them always is what? What are their coaches doing? Because Applebee's. it's the same ten plays every game. Oh, get back to team meeting because what's interesting is Aaron's doing what LeBron did last year. That's LeBron aggressive. was calling out Kevin Love. Oh, right. I don't know what these guys, like, he was Everybody's doing. Everybody's calling out Devontae Adams, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I heard the head coach, oh, we got a receiver, blah, blah, blah. Listen, man, it's not just his fault. No, you know, but they're going to make the kid. Though. They they have they have to be very careful what kind of kid they got because sometimes you can't you can't push everybody down. Sometimes you got to build them up. Yeah, yeah. they're pushing down. I don't he's know if he's in a funk right now. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to respond. When I said to players only meeting, why did you do that? Because it's a joke, man. Usually, what happens is the person that called the players meeting only. It's really he's speaking from his perspective. Uh-huh. He's saying, "Listen, what we got to do, you guys got to be more like me, 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 me." Like, bro, what are you talking about? Have you, you been in one too? before? Is there one? Of course. Man, I mean, man, I don't pay no attention to that crap, man. Listen, really? Was there ever one where someone time. called a players only meeting? You were like, I'm not going. No, you always no, were. You should go. give them respect because you want to hear what they got to say. Yeah. You know, you want somebody to call you. Is there sticks out that you could tell us? No, I mean, but yeah, I've been in you many. Gotta read of them. the freaking it's a, book. Man. It's a waste. You, it's, I ain't gonna sell the book if you tell you the part of the chapter. <laughs> I'm not wasting I'm time. I agree. I know my dad would say the same thing. Hey, him boy, can I use your cuss word? It's a waste of time. So I got another cuss word I can use. Okay, good. But it's a waste of time. Oh, you're just getting it. Oh, yeah, I just said I'm saying if I can borrow one. You never Um, know when it come up. You have always been a huge advocate of Rex. Mm -hmm. What is Rex, from your opinion, if you can be honest, what is he not great at? Because I know that you think he's great at a lot of things. Well, he's not great, and I think, you know, it's one thing to be able to facilitate and and lead the players. I don't think he's great at doing that with his coaches sometimes. Sometimes he gives them too much rope, and he's not as assertive as he should be because he allows guys to do their job. But if he has a vision, it's his team. He has to understand that he's the one that's going to go down with the ship. The other guys will jump ship. And I think sometimes he didn't do a great enough job. And sometimes you know, because some of the power was taken away from him after they had the whole foot situation. He had, a, you know, his first two two um, years, the two FC championship, he had a lot of power within there. He can bring in, make moves that he wanted, but when that came out, they kind of took some of the power from him. Did it really? Yeah, I mean, it just, no matter what it was, it, I think it was a, a little bit about nothing, but it was an embarrassment to the organization. It was something that people had to answer. Did you, know, you see him change after that at all? I mean, of course. I mean, you think when Izzet came in, he had to change as well because they took the power. They wanted mm. to be more like the Patriots right. and not really express yourself and be yourself. And, but what happens is that comes off as unauthentic to your teammates and the people who you're talking to. You know, so then what happens is you lose respect within the building amongst your teammates. You know, mm. who cares about what everybody else thinks about you? You, you want to make sure that you are respected within the walls and people know that it's you. And he lost his personality and he got back to that in Buffalo because it's a fresh start. Wasn't I, that, didn't he court you big time coming to the Jets? Like he came up to your house or man, something like that? He knew where I lived. He was just there. He wanted to make sure I didn't resign <laughs> with, the, with the Ravens. So right. when, so did, you, there when did you realize this was a guy that I really want to bleed for? I mean, when he was the offensive, defensive line coach when I was there, you know, five was it years. Was right away? Yeah. I mean, I was there with him. Everybody loved him. You know, he was a defensive line coach. They had the funnest meetings. They always had fun. They always worked hard. He was he was so They're smart. They producing. Yeah, he was so smart, man. Like, he used to pr- produce. Yeah, Rex the, is smart. He's produced the, the, the blitz pa- He's produced the blitz packages. But what happens is people re- don't, you know, have to realize that Belichick struggled when he was in Cleveland as well. But it was his struggles in Cleveland that made him a better coach when he came to New England because he said, listen, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired going out my way. Mm-hmm. So this is a new opportunity for Rex. You know, first time I knew that Rex was getting the, you know, being able 
able to be Rex is when he hired Greg Roman because he was able to hire his own offensive coordinator. He inherited Schottenheimer, and it was always a little funny relationship because yeah. I felt like Schottenheimer was sour grace because he wanted to be the head coach uh. and he interviewed for it. And he got, so it's always that agenda. Such bullshit. Right now in Buffalo, he has his guys. It's people there that have been with him since Baltimore. It's his best friend from college. Yeah. So now he has people around that he trusts. Now, I think if that team was healthy, it would have one or two more wins. And, you know, he has to make sure that he produces there because this is his team and he put it together. One thing I want – I'm sorry because I know no, you got please. another thing. But one thing I just – I wonder about the Bills and I just want to get your – because I, we made this video and it's something that I believe just through watching them on film mm-hmm. so much. You know, you look at your Ravens teams and you're on with Rex. The Jets, of course, you're that team as well. A lot of size – do you think like his personnel? I know they're talented, mm-hmm. but they've been a four-three defense for mm-hmm. so long. I don't really know if he has like the true three-four front seven quite yet that he likes. Well, Rex Rex ran the four-three when he was in, with the Ravens right. as well, so he has scheme versatility. Right. Mike Nolan is the one who switches to a three-four in two thousand two when I got there. But um, you know, for all the people that say that, like, well, you know, he doesn't have the personnel. Well, this is pretty much the same personnel, minus maybe Jarius Bird, that they had when they led the league in sacks underneath Mike Pettin, which was pretty much the same defense. Mario Williams was doing the exact same thing. He didn't complain then. But what happens is when you don't get the success, then you start to try and have to find excuses when you're a $100 million man or you're making a lot of money, you're Mm. not getting the stats. The stats don't always tell the story. What teams are doing now is they're getting the ball out of their hands, so the blitzes and dropping back. You can't just rush rush all the time. Every once in a while, we got to break our tendencies. And all Bro. the damn picks, like it's just gotta change. I'm so sick of it. I watch the film every week. I just yeah, it's just illegal picks. So illegal blocking picks. before the guy throws the ball to the receivers. It's gotta change. The NFL really has to address it. It's ridiculous every week. What time is it, by the way? Yeah, yeah you, you gotta, gotta get go. you The only thing I want to ask you is, I know that he's going on TV. And what he's... time is it though, for real? Three thirty. Whoa! Yeah, you gotta get out of here. Heck yeah! Yeah. All right. I gotta be somewhere. All right. Right. Ask him it though. What the only thing say? I was gonna say is, I know that Sims has gone on TV a few times. And he's talked about the Packers not being good, and you questioned him. You still question him, or do you see the knowledge? Oh, the of the Packers not good. Well, just on his takes on TV. What do you oh. think? Oh yeah, and no, we had more he, of a disagreement. I think on yeah. the Bills yeah, and yeah. the Patriots game earlier yeah. this year. He speaks the, the gospel, but yeah, he's he, does. he doesn't care because he speaks honestly too. Jesus, far your pleasure. Get out of here, yeah. man! I'm gonna have to catch Uber. <laughs> You're still. It doesn't matter if you catch a yeah. helicopter. You You're get not getting solo. Negative Ghost Rider. In Thirty minutes. Negative Ghost Rider. <sighs> I think you your will. pattern's full. Good luck, buddy. Requesting flyby. He can talk. He's amazing. I, I, I probably have said this on 38. He's definitely one of the best guests we've had because we could just talk football all day long and we can go down a bunch of other wormholes and, life. and just have as much fun. Right. I honestly, um, I just thought of a business adventure. Um, so what I really want to do, and I'm going to say this right now, because Time Warner owns Bleach Report and they also own things like HBO. And Turner. What I want to create is if you've ever seen the show on NBA TV, it's open court. And it's Ernie with all these NBA legends. Right. How do they not have that for the NFL? Yeah, you're right. Inside the NFL is focused on talking about games. You're telling me that if it was if it was a host with a Ray Lewis and an Ed Reed and a Bart Scott and a Rex Ryan having just a roundtable discussion, people wouldn't tune in for that well, stuff? Well, you're right, they would. You're telling me that if, if we got like a Phil and a Boomer and, like, the quarterbacks of the 90s? The problem is is it's just sometimes 
successful football players don't always know that much about football. You don't have to talk about football. So, I want storytelling. Oh, gotcha. I want reminiscing. Right. I want the really good stuff. That's the thing. That's why the NBA is so popular. It's not because we're breaking down a pick and roll. Right. It's because we're talking about the one time that Jordan went over Starks. You know what I mean? And it's right. it's the story, it's the behind right. the scenes. Yeah. The NFL has always protected like keeping the locker room off limits. That's the stuff that fans want the most, man. Yeah. It's about Ray Lewis singing before the right. snap. That stuff's the crazy. That was stuff. a good topic of discussion. Get over in your seat, please. Uh, uh, were you ever, were you wondering that entire time? What's the one joke that he would come at me right now with? With him, you mean? Yeah. No, but I got plenty. I got to come up with four to five Bart Scott jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a you just got to have some fire. Yeah, you just look at some. Look at a. You know, next time go look at a bad game he played and be like, oh yeah, well I was as bad today hosting the show as you were in that. Uh, Thanks. You know, and that that's the stuff that'll irk a player. One thing that I want, I definitely want to get to because it gets actually to the thing I was thinking about. You, of course, if we were to host that show, they'd say, well, let's get Super Bowl winners on there, and it goes to one of your rants, which is the rings discussion. Yeah. Um, I don't want to rant, but I think it's just yeah. worthy discussion. What What's your issue? Well, I, I just I'm so sick of the topic in professional sports of. Oh, he's a better player because he has more rings. He's a winner. I mean, first of all, all successful professional athletes are winners because they're getting paid lots of money to play a sport. But to just justify it on one guy is so freaking ridiculous. Was there one conversation that made you go? Well, I hear it constantly, like last week, of course, because of the Brady-Manning discussion. Mm. And it's just not fair to Peyton Manning to have that discussion all the time. It's two opposite ends of the spectrum of where these teams came, where those players came from and what they were asked to do by their team. And it just drives me crazy. Like, I, you know, some people, oh, Brady's got more rings. He's just better. That's just the way it is. I, I don't think you can look at it like that. Brady had a growing period, right? Brady had a period of we didn't really need Tom to play at an awesome high yeah. level to win the game. The defense was insane. It was 18 for 25, two touchdowns, no interceptions for 220 yards. That's how the first, that's first four or five, they could run the ball. They yeah. played defense, like you said. Peyton Manning, day one, Indianapolis. Hey, Peyton, we need throw you to throw 35 touchdown yeah. passes this year. And we'd also like you to coach the offense and audible at the line of scrimmage every play. Tom Brady didn't have to do those things. He was a part of a better team, of course, the greatest coach of all time. But I'm just sick of the discussion of that all the time driving it. If that's the case, then Phil Simms, I want him ranked ahead of Dan Marino in all future quarterback rankings. Uh, also, Joe Flacco, I want him ahead of other, uh, the same thing, Dan Marino. It's ridiculous. I'm Phil Simms' son, and I'm going to sit here and tell you he ain't as good as Dan Marino so anybody that wants to say it just because of one ring is stupid are you going to really tell me Eli Manning's better than Peyton Manning over two rings get the f out of here with that crap uh, I just think it's a little unrealistic at time you we don't look at the full picture beyond LeBron James is the same thing we're gonna, LeBron ain't well, gonna win Kobe now with his five rings that's what they say you know right yeah, but LeBron's, I mean if Michael Jordan won four sport, and Magic Johnson won five are we really gonna say that Magic Johnson was better than Michael golf, Jordan to me might be the only sport where it matters sure because it's, it's, it's an truly individual individual yes I think my issue you said it's unrealistic my issue with that is that it's lazy I think there's a lot of and look sports is supposed to be fun we shouldn't be taking it seriously. Right. But in terms of investigating sports and looking at it and really studying it, I think it's a lazy sports fan that goes, well, Marino never had a ring, so he's not as good. Yeah, right. It's, it's someone that doesn't want to have the conversation. Because if you really can break down the thing that I love about sports and what right. you love about sports, it's not always about the wins. Right. It's about how you perform in the big games. Exactly. It's the artistry of the athletics. Right. It's the, it's the, like, the way you handle yourself under pressure. Right. It's not always the end result. No. 
it's not, it's not fair because, you know, you, you know what really I think got me was Aaron Rodgers on, because I heard some people last week saying, I mean, Aaron, he's only won one Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, first of all, I don't think the normal fan realizes all the things he overcame for them to even win that Super Bowl. Not a great offense. Like you've always heard me say, the same offense they run now. It's 10 plays, basically. But what did they have to do to win the Super Bowl that year? Do you remember? You told you said this before in a podcast. Four of the greatest the greatest performance in quarterback history. He had yeah. four of the greatest games ever in a row, and yeah. that's why they won the Super Bowl. Uh, that's what it took. They went 15 and one with the Giants' right tackle Marshall Newhouse. Right? Remember Marshall Newhouse who can't block anybody for Eli Manning? Well, no, that was Eli. That was uh, that was Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' Rodgers. left tackle. Okay, for a 15 and one season. He literally the whole year didn't look at the receiver. He looked at the left defense end and said. Is Marshall Newhouse going to block him? Oh, let me dodge JPP and then throw the ball. I mean, so it's just not fair to evaluate it just simply from rings. There's my rant. Around. We got some really big rings, and we got some really big things. And we got Steven Nelson coming in. Right oh, now. baby. It Pepin is good is to have dead. him back in the building. He was in you had an assignment. I did last have an assignment. Week. So if you didn't watch I'm actually last, last week's episode, I was down in Austin, Texas, where, of course, Chris Sims uh, made a name for himself as the. University of Texas quarterback, and I said, Sims, I'm going to ask 10 random people if they know who you are. What's the over-under for people who are going to say yes? And what did you pick? Le- you picked I said seven. seven, said seven. And, and you said the first person you asked, which didn't, are you counting that as I'm no, not, not counting him because he knew. Three. But the, you said, yeah, you said two and a half, three. That should count. The first thing it I should, No, we talked about this. That it wouldn't count. Count. You're so nervous right now. <laughs> so I'm going to, you're not going to like it. Oh, man. Damn, I'm low. It was five out of ten. Oh, that's 50%. good. If four, four, so I asked five women and five men, oh. four men, one woman, right. and the woman actually knew the most about you. <laughs> really? Yes. So, I, so that's like, <laughs> seriously, thing. So if that's we like double, then I mean, that's which like, I, I think five out of ten is awesome. Right. I, I think did, it's you, great. You said last week it was a lose lose either way. If you thought two, like you, you yeah, know, right, thought right. you were awful. If you five, said seven, I'm, if you're I'm too content cocky, with five. I would be happy with yeah, five, especially yeah. knowing that it wasn't just the five guys. I think right. it matches you. I mean, you're a five. So I. I uh, <laughs> If we were local TV, what we would like go up and preface what we were going to ask them about. No, I just bombarded them. I'm like, hey, how long have you lived in Austin? And they would say, whatever. And I was like, do you know who Chris Sims is? And that, that, that's what I would base the, okay. the answers off of. Did you notice any correlation between how long they had been there or anything like that? No. Was there anything? So no. the one guy who didn't had been there the longest. He said, I've lived here for, he's like, I've lived here, lived here for 30 years. He's wearing a burnt orange shirt. So I'm like, okay, this guy for sure is going to know. Right. And he's like, no, doesn't ring a bell. Um, did you tell him after, and did he say anything? Or you like, I was like, he played, he played quarterback at the University of Texas. He's like, oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. It, it, like, it was, it was no, like, It's a town bulb. of football fans and stoners. That, yeah. That's what it is. So it's very, it's very uh, in so between. After the 10, so I was like, I was like man, I kind of wanted to get to seven, just to, yeah. but I didn't bend the rules. So I asked another guy. He knew who Phil was for sure. Right. He's, he didn't know you. Damn, uh, weird. That's, that's a blow, blow. Yeah, right it was there. like, but but, right. five out of 10. Okay. Five, I'm glad that fun. is great. That's yeah. awesome. Did you see the stadium when you were there? I did. Uh, cool in person? It, awesome. It's amazing, right? That one side, how vertical it is. Also, before I forget, thank you for reminding me. Uh, went by Royal, uh, Royal Stadium. What, what do you guys call it? Derrick uh, Royal Stadium? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not, uh, not Ed Royal Stadium. Uh, Daryl Royal. Royal. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry. So I, after DKR. that, DKR. Right. After there, I get some ice cream, some awesome uh, tipping cow creamer, cow tipping creamer, one of the two. Right. I Google the fraternity that Sims, you've told a story about on this podcast. Sig App. Sig App. Right. Uh, Spencer, who works here, yes. was part of that fraternity yes. as well. Yes, went to Texas. I right. Google it. It is Literally down the street from this ice cream place. So I tell Corey, I'm like, we have to go to this fraternity right. because I need to ask more people. It's a people. nice house. 
And so there's like this private gate. Long story short, nobody was there to ask. Right. But Spencer says, trust me, the Sims story is one that's been passed down fraternity generations. I had like so. older generations calling me like, listen, we're really <laughs> sorry that our SIGEP people did that to you. Yeah. Please get off our back and hey. like all that. But that's anyway, so funny. Five out of ten. I'm proud of you. Um, Thanks. It's time to go down low. Yeah. So. Are you stressed right now? No. You sure? Are you yeah, already no, thinking about editing this podcast? I mean, I'm, I'm always thinking about editing the podcast. I mean, Bart Scott came in here and, you know, he got like me. It was fun. It, yeah, it got ugly at a few points, yeah. but we might have to let it ride this I week. I don't <laughs> think amazing. any of it was bad. I don't either. We might have to let it ride this uh, week. Okay. It's a ride! That's my, my favorite thing every, each week is to see where Frederick edited, right. edited the podcast. Right. But uh, only one question to go down, though. DJ Steinmetz is out. Is it DJ Drew? DJ Drew. DJ Drew. Spin DJ that shit. Sunday Night Football, Brock Osweiler leading the Broncos to a thrilling victory over the no longer unbeaten New England Patriots. Now many look at Brock Osweiler, a young strapping lad from the state of Idaho who grew up in Montana and played college football in the state of Arizona, and say he looks like Robert Pattinson. <laughs> from the Twilight movies, I've been told. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. My question He was the one dating that girl for a while, I can remember. Yeah, that guy who dated that girl, yeah. absolutely right. Interesting. My question for you two is, would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? Ooh. Which is what that series was allegedly man, about. Man, yeah, I love Teen Wolf, I'll say that. Teen Wolf? Ooh, man, Michael, Michael J. Fox. The best part about Teen classic. Wolf is that they showed the same dunk 80 times from different <laughs> angles in that movie. And there was a few times where I watched it, I was like, I just, I just saw that yeah, one. Yeah, right. So werewolf or vampire? Yeah. Werewolf, you're getting... Superpower, like right. strength, jumping. Nighttime, yeah. only full moon, right? Only full moon, so you're getting it once a month. But you're crazy when you do it, yeah. and you don't know what you're going to do. I think I'm going vampire. I yeah. think vampire Can't go in the sun? I get it, right. You It'd be like forever. my father. It's like Phil Sims all over. He is a I vampire. I would say this. Vampire is something that you control. Werewolf is something that happens to you. Yes, right. But the, I guess as a vampire, you do at some point have to sink your teeth into somebody's neck, right? But I also think blood. as someone that has a lot of Jewish guilt, vampire, I'm taking advantage of people. Werewolf, I'm, I, I don't have any control. None. I can warn you, go, listen, next Tuesday, I'm not going to be here. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I got I to gotta transform. Okay. I got to transform. Vampire. Vampire, I'm like, <laughs> do I have to talk with an accent with a vampire? Uh, uh, not all are from Slovenia, are they? What's the Jewish vampire sound like? <laughs> Sounds like... I like when you do wear it, your do vampire. Uh... Do you have any more? Too much salt in this blood. I need the, I need the dietary, yes. dietary blood. That's um, good. I, I don't know if DJ Drew had uh, Warren Zemon back there, but we'll move on. I'm curious, though, Brock Osweiler, you know, Jason Cole saying that he's going to be the start of the rest mm. of the year. Yeah. Did you watch that game, that see did. what they did to the Patriots, and right. say, okay, back in the Super Bowl contender conversation, or is it just one game? Patriots had some calls go against them. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, they're beat up. All right. those things. Uh, no, listen, no, they they can win the Super Bowl with Brock Osweiler. They really can because of that defense, and they are starting to run the football. It's going to be a little scary. And like we have talked about, the number one rule thing he's done is he just hasn't turned the ball over. That's the greatest yeah. thing. I mean, Peyton Manning was breaking the number one rule of football. So uh, 
Yeah, they have a chance. Is it going to be pretty? No. Am I sold that Brock Osweiler is the answer for the Denver Broncos for five more years? No, I'm not. But the team is extremely good, and all they need him to do is throw a few go routes a game, hand the ball off, and not really mess it up. What's, so, what's really funny is the question they're has— They're special on defense. That was a really fun game to watch on film. Yes. What's funny about that situation is everyone's saying, what does Brock Osweiler do to, that, that makes him a Super Bowl contender? The question I have is, what did Peyton Manning do at all? Right. Because if you think about it, Brock allows you to be under center, which allows right. you to change your running game. Yes. Brock is more mobile, which allows you to do a rollout. Brock can throw the ball downfield to yes. take advantage of Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Right. He's not turning the ball over. He's just as accurate as we've seen. Yeah. So what is the benefit of playing Peyton Manning? There is literally no benefit at this point no. of playing Peyton Manning. Zero. No. It's all negative. No, it is. It, it's, it's, it's and a, to anyone out there, I, I heard this on PTI, anyone out there that's going, oh, you know what, John Elway, he came and won Super Bowls at the end, he'd want the same thing for Peyton. If you think there's a positive relationship between Peyton Manning and John Elway, you haven't read the tea leaves enough because they cut the guy $10 million, yeah. and I don't think they want him there. Right. I, I agree. I, I don't... John Elway played under Gary Kubiak. Right. And John, John Elway, when John Elway won the last two Super Bowls in his last two seasons, John Elway was still one of the five best, six best quarterbacks in football. His body was just giving out. He knew he was getting to the point where, man, the next year might be the year I have a season-ending injury or a career-ending injury. Yeah. He just knew it was time to get out. But yeah. I mean, John Elway still had a – I mean, he, you see him in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. He's throwing 70-yard bombs down the field. I mean, Peyton Manning needs three throws to throw at 70 yards yeah. downfield. So. I, I think just they're a whole other team. I had written them off completely, and I think now they're a team that can get it done because – they have literally beaten teams this year. Detroit, they did it. New England, they just did it. Where, when in doubt, lob it to Demarius or Emmanuel because they are two of arguably the top six, seven wide receivers Definitely. in the NFL. Yes. And that, that's all Odell Beckham Jr. did for the Giants against Washington. Right. These offenses that can't get it done sometimes, yeah. see what that's happens. That's all it is. Right. Exactly right. Well, let's do picks. Yeah. He made those throws, man, those three on that last drive. Anyways, he just needs I to grow up because yeah, I think good. he's a little too happy to be there sometimes right now. I, I would agree with that, too. All right, uh, Fendrick Lamar, first game from Mother uh, Before, you get, well, before you get to the first yes. game, we are even up after last week. Uh, Jim, Sims Jim, and Lefko, both 41-22. and uh, both of you had terrible weeks. Sims, you were three and three. Lefko, you were two and we four. Got the Giants wrong. The you guys got the Giants wrong. wrong. And yep. the Patriots. Oh, right. And uh, Lefko got the Falcons wrong. Sims I took the my risk on the Falcons. Uh, I'm going to say this really quickly about the Vikings. Uh, I've been doubting them. They are a good football team that beats marginal football teams. Still don't think they're going to get to the Super Bowl because Teddy still is not making even one play a game that wins it. <laughs> right. It is all Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson should be in the top four right now for MVP voting with Carson, Cam, and Tom, and Agreed. then Adrian Peterson Agreed. right there. But I'm not going to bet against Minnesota anymore, but I still don't think they're a Super Bowl team. No, no, I agree with you. They're a really good playoff team, yes. but I do think, yes, they're missing a piece. And it's the downfield passing game. This game. game is going to be really tough. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm going to switch the order then. Seattle yeah. at Minnesota. Lefko, you pick first. Seattle at Minnesota. Now, here's the thing. Seattle just put up a lot. And I'm going to try and go quick. I apologize. Seattle just put up a lot of yards and points against a Steelers defense that's not that good. They just lose Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Um, I think that Seattle's going to get after Teddy. And they're going to hit him. I just don't think he's going to turn. I, am, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going Minnesota. Gosh. The main reason is Adrian Peterson, they're going to pound the rock, and I don't think Seattle's front four can handle it the whole game. Mm, man, I really thought you were going to pick Seattle there. 
I'm really kind of shocked. So now you're going to take this. Uh, well, I, yeah, I don't. I, this is the toughest game of the week to it's pick, in my game. opinion. Uh, but I, I think um, hmm, it's really tough. I'm. I think I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. I, it, look, I understand it. Russell Wilson but greater I, I, I than I don't feel confident about. I think this game is as fifty as fifty as it can get. It's both offenses that struggle yeah. throwing the football yes. consistently, and both really good. I just defenses. like Adrian Peterson more than I like Thomas Rawls. I can understand that. That's. Good That's luck. understandable. That's the, might hey, be the Madden only one said the Vikings were going to shut Seattle out. You'll find out in the simulations later this week. Ooh. Battle for MetLife. Wait, Madden said what? 21 nothing. No, the video game. The Vikings, video. right? Vikings? Yeah, Vikings Ooh, beating the Seahawks. That's, in trouble. that's in trouble. That wasn't part of my strategy. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Jets over Giants. I am too. The Jets are the better football team. Uh, I just, I'll be shocked if the Jets look Giants' entire game. offensive game plan was, hey, Odell, make a play. Pretty yes. much. Yes, How do you feel about it? Gabe, that, thumbs down? Gabe's such a giant no fan. Uh, Casey at Oakland. Uh, how are you going to bet against Kansas City right now? Five in a row? Yeah, I'm going Kansas City as well. Um, Mainly just because um, I'm, I'm still worried about that Hudson injury on the front line. Yeah, right. He's I, not I just, playing o- yet. Oakland, Oakland's been a little bit uh, over, all over the place right now. Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. You go first. Indy at Pittsburgh. Man, this game, I think, will be closer than people realize. Whew. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, Me but too. It, I think it's going to be an extremely close game. This, uh, Indy will play them tough. Matt Hasselbeck's going to throw for yards. Everybody's going to throw for yards on that Steelers defense. They can disguise all they want. Their secondary it's stinks. Bad. Yeah, they have no corners. Yeah, right. I, just, I just think Pittsburgh, though, I mean, Martavis is going to get loose on a few. Antonio's going to so. get loose on a two. Watching Marcus them try Whedon. and defend Julio, right. they couldn't do oh, yeah. it. I mean, I like Vontae Davis. They just they, yeah. you can't guard guys like Antonio and Martavis. Uh, Dallas at Washington. Who do you want to go first? Uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah, we're both going Washington there. I'm Tony Romo's known. not starting. Yeah. I'm not picking Dallas. All right. It's really uh, all there bonus stuff. game of the week. Finishing up with the Eagles. Madden says it's a Philly victory. What Man, does Lefko say? We only have one say? disagreement again. It's Minnesota every week, I it feel is. like, you and me. And I can't believe or, I'm taking Or Minnesota. it's a Seattle. Um, it, it's unbelievable that they could be playing a team with no Gronk, no Edelman, no Hightower, no Collins, no Lewis. And I'm going, this is so decidedly the New England Patriots. <laughs> it's not even close. Mainly just because... How many times have we seen New England go through something like this and figure it out? And I'm looking at the Eagles right now and going, do you have any bones in your body that thinks they're going to figure this thing out? I have no confidence in this team at all. I have no confidence right now in Chip Kelly. And until they prove otherwise, I will not pick them again the rest of the year. I, I don't think they're a good football team. Yeah, that's, that's agreed. I mean, of course I'm picking the New England Patriots. How- but, I mean, the, the, the big thing is I do think it'll be – you know, somewhat close to a degree for a little while because New England, like you said, they have no weapons. They are going to get Amendola back, right, Josh? I mean, that's I, I've heard that yeah, he's at least so. uh, on the right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing with Philadelphia, when you're playing Bill Belichick and, and, and Patricia, who's the defensive coordinator there, Matt Patricia, they have so many tendencies, uh, Philadelphia. Yes. They are oh. going to be all over Philadelphia's pass game. I, I will be shocked if they have any success throwing the football. Josh, how much time we got, brother? Uh, not much. So not it's up. over, yeah. It's so over. One disagreement then. Yep. Yeah. Minnesota, Seattle, Seattle, Minnesota. We, the, the one yeah. thing I'm going to touch on before we go, um, last night was Kobe Bryant's final game in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. He has announced that he's retiring. Right. Uh, it was really, really, really interesting for me. For much of my teenage life, Kobe Bryant was enemy number one. Right. From Philadelphia, goes to the Lakers. They play the the Sixers in the NBA Finals in yeah. 2000. I'm looking up NBA standings. So this listening. was literally the the greatest sporting event of my life. It's, it hit me right in my prime. I was 14. AI wins the f- game one, and Kobe says we're going to rip their hearts out. And from then, 
Philadelphia hated Kobe, and I hated him for so much of my life. And then last night, he's getting chance of Kobe, Kobe. Yeah. I have Kobe's face on my computer. I have gone from hating him to loving him, and I, I, I've i never thought it would ever happen. Right. And I'm curious, as we go out, uh, as we say goodbye, is there any player that when you were growing up you really didn't like that you've grown to like later in life? If you got one, great Gabe right on the board. But, Nelson, does one come to mind, or, or Sims, do you have one? Tony yeah. Romo was another one for me, just right. from meeting him and seeing the person. But for Kobe, I love the dude's honesty. I love the way he's played, and he's one of the greatest of all times. Huh. Yeah, I think for me, I, I'm, you know me, I'm a golf guy. I grew up hating Tiger Woods. Mm. Um, and Why? I don't think I just – a couple of inter, like, interactions at tournaments that I went to when I was a kid, and that molded my mind forever, just right. seeing how he was walking out and – I remember him grabbing a kid's hat, autographing it, never stopping, and then just throwing the hat behind him. Like, that stuck with me for a long time. And now it's not so much like it's – I I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel bad for him. I do. Mm. It's sad. because Yeah, yeah, he's ranked 400th in the world now for a guy who is going to go down as arguably the second greatest. greatest. Right. Who do you got? Did you have one? I didn't that? have one, but I did. The Kobe thing, the, the, I just want to throw this out there because Please. Kobe can drive me crazy sometimes. I mean, you're not a fan. I'm not a fan of Kobe. Mm-hmm. I, I understand he's one of the 10 greatest basketball players of all time. I will never deny that. But also, I am also a little torn with Kobe, who's this ultimate competitor. We want to win the game at no cost, no cost, no cost. And yet, every time, I'm not watching basketball because I'm too invested in football, but I see the stats every, every night, and it's. Seven for 26. Seven. Is he trying to win the game, or is he just going to make it the Kobe? Now or in his career? Right now. Right now. Because I, I don't really, you know, he's, we're trying to win the last 16 years of his career. Now he seems content to be the sideshow. Well, they I'm, stink completely. Yeah, who else do they have on their team? Well, I guess my else? question is, you were really upset with Spurrier for just getting up and quitting. Are you okay with, with uh, Kobe doing the farewell tour? I, I don't. I guess I don't He's have. Doing a, the Jeter farewell yeah. tour. Yeah, I, I guess I don't have an issue an issue with it. I understand you you do it, and he deserves to be appreciated. Uh, but I I almost feel like it's semi hypocritical from his, you know, like walking off the. We're soft as Charmin. We're soft as Charmin. We're not doing things the right way. But yet here he is, a guy who signed a two-year, twenty-four million dollar contract when he knew he should not be being paid that much, and so he's taking away from the team right there. And now he's going to become the focal point distraction for the team all year, and he's really not that good of a player. And he looks like he's going to shoot the ball every time down the field. My argument's really quick because I know we have to wrap up. One, he was going to be a sideshow whether or not he announced his retirement. Good point. He's going to be asked that all the time. Good point. Right. Two, the other, the only other scoring option on that team right now is Jordan Clarkson. Okay, Lakers are awful. I haven't watched enough basketball. And I guess three, I think. First of all, it's win at all costs, not win at no costs. Because right. you're at all costs. I'll put everything out there. It's a faux pas. Like, I think the thing about Kobe that I like so much is he's so honest. He doesn't care he, anymore. He's changed himself a lot over the last few years. Because I would agree with you. He was a little fugazi. little fugazi early in his career. And I always have a hard time putting Kobe in the top. When people say he's a top five player all the time, I say, I always am like, are you crazy? I watch a lot of NBA basketball when it's over. No. He's not one of the five greatest basketball players I have seen in my lifetime, and he was the second best player on his team for three championships. You can't be one of the five greatest if you're the second best player on your team. Fendrick, did you have one before we go? My most hated – you always come to me with these, and Who it's always like old Big East players that <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to hear about. God, I mean, I hated Jerry McNamara. I hated Hakeem Warwick. I hated Josh Boone on UConn. But he just kept hating a little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who, who did you change? 
<laughs> you hate it, but who went from he hasn't hate been watching to this podcast? No, no, no. I've I have not changed on any of those guys. Uh, who did I change on? I mean, <laughs> still hates them. Yeah, I still. McNamara is uh, sitting down in the who bench coaching team now. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've changed on anybody. I don't really change easily. Left go. I'm pretty set in my ways. Yes, you, you got to be more malleable. Thank All you. right, control room. See you guys later. You guys were fantastic. Jake, nice job. Ryan, oh, man, we lost. Peace out. Peace out. George, way to hold it. Gabe, let me see those stinky fingers. Oh, baby. Give them the shoots. Peace out, homies. All right, guys. Uh, Episode 42 coming. We're getting close to the playoffs. It's getting really good. Conversation's going to continue. There's a rumor that we might get Snoop Dogg in the next few.